0: On today's episode, we'll be talking about The Unexplained, Season 2, Episode 9, The Greatest Escapes. This is a show hosted by William Shatner, a paranormal investigator who is 89 years old and does Priceline commercials on the side. What did you think of the episode?
1: I thought that the stories they were going through were pretty interesting, but I thought that the way they went about it was kind of cheesy at certain points. That's fair. How many storylines did they actually go through? Uh, they went through five. They went through five separate stories. Five separate stories, yeah. And they covered uh, some famous cases and some that I didn't know about. Like, they covered Houdini for the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these stories all dealt with near-death experiences that people somehow, either inexplicably, or they actually did explain how some of them might have lived. Um, Okay, so
0: the actual series itself says it explores the world's most fascinating, strange, and inexplicable mysteries. Do you think you got your bang for your buck? I mean, yeah, in
1: in that description.
0: Okay, so give me the Houdini storyline. What happened there?
1: Uh, basically the Houdini storyline covers a trick that he did where he would be in a box and then they would put weights on it would he be tied up in a box? yes he'd be tied up in a box with handcuffs and there'd be air holes in this box and then he'd be lowered into the ocean and within a minute he would be able to in Houdini fashion escape but the thing that was so strange about this particular um, magic trick that he was doing was that when they looked at the box the box was still latched and when they opened it up They saw that the uh, handcuffs were still latched as well. So everything was still tied up, but he was still able to uh, get his way out of the box. And people were thinking, well, maybe he wasn't in the box in the first place, but he would usually stick a finger out and then like when he was being lowered, stick like an American flag out to show that there was someone still in there. Mm-hmm. And, and this was
0: done during a time where it would have been harder to build something, like a contraption, that could stick out an American flag.
1: Yeah, well, Well. no, I mean, he would stick out, like, a tiny little American flag with his hand. So you'd see his hand. So, yeah, so you would know that there was someone in the box. And this was taking place in San Francisco um, in, like, 1899 to, I believe, like, 1912. And yeah. it basically showed up people tried to do what he was doing and figure out the way that he was able to master that trick and some have even died trying to do so so did they get to the answer as to how he did the trick well i mean they went through some possibilities like uh for example apparently houdini was friends with sir arthur conan doyle the person who wrote the sherlock Holmes series and uh Arthur Conan Doyle was very very into like spiritualism so we believed that he almost like would I don't know dissipate kind of like Thanos. they were friends
0: that's pretty yeah. funny
1: like do they hang out together how did they prove that they were friends well they just showed some pictures like through paintings and stuff like that so. through paintings yeah there was a lot of still paintings in this in this like series it was just like continual all the time were there a lot of like cutscenes and stuff yeah, I mean, they would intersplice, um like, reenactments. Or for the Houdini storyline, they would intersplice um some of H- the Houdini movie, I guess, that came out in 2014 with Adrian Brody, and, like, would show scenes from that while they were talking about the act.
0: All right, so this was considered one of their escapes, right?
1: Yeah. And then,
0: so what were the other ones?
1: Uh, the other ones was the second story, which I found the most interesting, was Arnando Sicaras. I think I'm muttering the name, but it was about... Uh, Someone who lived in Havana, Cuba during 1969 when Fidel Castro had just like been out of power and it, you know, they were going through some really tough stuff. So people were wanting to escape. And if they got caught, they would either die or be worked even harder. So, Arnando um, came up with a plan with his friend Jorge where they would try and get on a plane as it was leaving. And while it was leaving, they would try and get in the, um, the crawl space kind of where the wheels like come in Mm -hmm. and um, as Arnando was running towards the plane Jorge like stayed back like he was too scared to but as this plane was taking off which was supposed to go to Madrid um, Arnando actually got in the plane and they interview Arnando himself Um, and as he got on the plane the wheels were able to come in but as the altitude was rising he was having to deal with temperatures like negative 45 to negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit and he was getting incredibly cold Um, and then as the plane landed he fell to the floor like once the once the wheels kind of came down again yeah and um he was alive and people were, were just like amazed by it because they were like how were you able to survive in those conditions uh some medics were saying that he was able to survive because um when your body dies it becomes heated and since he was in a cold temperature he was actually still like alive because when they did they down, mention
0: the fall at all maybe like started his heart again
1: no, I was thinking that they would, but they, that actually wasn't one of
0: the theories that they came up with. Yeah, what that reminds me of is all those, like, stories about people who survive incredibly long falls. I know that he, like, he was just in the air for a really long time and got super cold and somehow survived. But there are, have been, like, certain instances throughout history of people somehow surviving, like, without a parachute. And falling from, like,
1: the sky. Yeah, crazy type of, like... uh, Yeah, and they always have, like,
0: specific reasons as to what could have happened, but no one's ever very sure... How someone can just drop yeah. and then walk away from that, or just suffer a few broken ribs or and,
1: something. And again, in the series um, they do try to explain like how these people survive, but yeah. they never gave like a full on like this is how they did it because these are like kind of situations that are still unsolved. But that one was the most interesting because you really got to hear from the Arnando's person's perspective, and it was just an interesting story in general.
0: Yeah, it sounds more factual than what I would expect with a lot of these shows, and the reason I say that is because this show was executive produced by William Shatner, but also Kevin Burns. And Kevin Burns uh has also made a show that is very well known called Ancient Ancient Aliens. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. It's been very successful. It's had a 15 season run.
1: Is that the guy with the meme that says aliens and then He like, might be, yeah. yeah.
0: Um but it's considered hugely speculative, far-fetched, <laughs> an example of the History Channel drifting towards monsters, aliens, and conspiracies. And it's like science mixed with gibberish.
1: Well, with some of these stories, they got the actual people to, like, talk about it. And Mm -hmm. then some of the stories took place so long ago that they got, like, some historians. So, I mean, you know, they're not going out there being like, well, aliens were the reason of this, even though some were crazy.
0: Yeah, the people who've been okay with this show, which it has, like, a 7.3 on IMDb. And uh, they mostly say that they like that there's a bit of production quality behind it and that the writing isn't just... Complete fake and made up, like well, they get some. I know.
1: mean, the thing is, is that when you got the historians and the people that say this stuff, yeah, that it's kind of factual, and to people that enjoy that, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. The problem is with the writing with something like William Shatner is that, like, he narrates most of the thing, uh-huh. and you only see him at the beginning and the ending, and his stuff is just incredibly cheesy to the oh, point where yeah. it's just like, wow, I. What what show am I watching right now? It's pretty
0: funny you say that because he did an interview before he did, or while he was doing this show to publicize it, and right. he was asked two questions. One is he a well? He was asked more than that, but these are the two I copied yeah. down. Is he a true believer of like crazy stuff happening and stuff like that? Do you want to guess what he said? Did he say no? He said the only experience I had was when I was on the foothills of the Himalayas filming, which again I find actors who are able wow. to just go yeah. wherever they want, like <laughs> the Himalayas. That's yeah, that's pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, I slept outside because I was at a place that the Tibetans thought was the confluence of the spirit world. I was waiting for the spirits to enter night after night. They never did. I was looking for enlightenment. I picked up my sleeping bag on the last day to leave. Suddenly the enlightenment hit me. I don't have, need to be here for enlightenment. I could be anywhere. You can be enlightened by sitting on the toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, in a way, it just sounded like he was done with his trip, and he wanted to go home, and he's not really, <laughs> like, super into this
1: stuff, but he likes getting a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And, yeah. I mean, he, again, he was barely in this thing. Um, he was barely in this? Like, you barely saw him. Oh, okay, his narration was there. Right, his narration was definitely there, mm-hmm. yeah. He is 89 years old. Yeah, no, 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 and, and it was, like, fun seeing him there, but, it, but again, his lines were just kind of like, oh. Yeah. the other funny one was that he kind of... um.
0: He didn't answer this in the best way. I I didn't think so. Uh, It says, does he believe in evil places? Because they were talking about some of the places that they'd gone over the show. I, I could definitely see that. And he says in this answer, there are areas of forest in Japan where people go to commit suicide. Why would they do that? Why do you want to commit suicide in the first place? How bad can that be? Yep. That's bad. Why do you go to the forest <laughs> when you can almost smell how evil it is? That's a really good mystery, isn't it? To figure out why this one piece of ground would attract that? Yeah, it kind of sounded like yeah. a Trump yeah, answer. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it just kind of went, like, everywhere. But Yeah, yeah. but uh, overall, he's gotten... This isn't even the first show that he's hosted for the History Channel. There's another show that he hosted in 2010... Hmm. That's called Weird or What? And it was a discovery show slash history show. Ran for three seasons, but listen to the tagline for it. The show examines supernatural and scientific theories that try to explain this story presented, sometimes even conducting tests as proof of a theory's plausibility. Aliens, ghosts, monsters, and natural disasters are among the odd occurrences featured on the show. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds fairly similar to what all these other shows have. Yeah. Paranormal TV shows are like a dime a dozen at this point. They,
1: and they either just, and they either uh air on the History Channel or like something like true T V. Or well sci fi. Yeah sci fi as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: You got you got some uh, some networks developed specifically for this type of work. Yeah. But anyways you were saying go back to your third story now I guess. So the
1: third story was about this guy named John Capes. Uh it takes place in December sixth, nineteen forty one during World War Two. German and Italian forces were occupying Greece, and this was all underwater. It was taking place in a submarine, um, and the submarine name was Perseus, and it was holding 58 crew members and two passengers. Among the two passengers was this person named John Capes, and uh, as everyone was kind of falling asleep during the night, um, Perseus had an explosion, and in, in it, and it was huge. This wreckage was huge. Um, and John Capes was in the farthest place away from the explosion, so he was the most safe. Um, most of the people died, but him and one Just of the... Just from the uh, pressure alone? Yeah, and also this thing was sinking very, very fast because it was very, very dense. Yeah. Um, so John Capes and one of the uh, crew sailors were able to make it through, the um, like, out of the submarine, but due to the uh, ascendancy of them trying to get to the surface What's of it water... What's it called? What did they get? Uh, what
0: they get that uh, thing that happens when you rise up too quickly
1: yeah it's it's it has something to do with like carbon dioxide it's like when mm-hmm. you open Goes a soda can yeah it can go into your brain you can go into your heart and um and people that's what everyone was expecting but somehow uh at least john capes i don't know what happened to the other person made it to shore and it didn't happen to him wow and a lot of people were wondering why that was the case and there was some conspiracy because right before he uh, was able to make it to the surface like right before he got out of the submarine he drank some whiskey and one (laughs) of the people were saying that maybe the whiskey calmed him and also helped his blood pressure lower because the blood pressure could get too high where that usually happens yeah so that was the third story at least and because
0: you usually have
1: to de-air yourself basically you have to like
0: can only rise at like 10 feet per however long and you have to be breathing they, in oxygen. Yeah, they
1: had they had an emergency escape suit, but again, this was made in the 40s when that It annoys me that was, I can't remember that
0: word. Like, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah,
1: they, they brought up a lot I don't I don't remember that. Okay, um, and so what's the fourth story? The fourth story was, a, was the kind of weirdest because it didn't really rely on logic as much as the other ones It was about 9-11 and this guy named Brian Clark was in the South Tower before the, um plane hit and he's one of four people who was actually able to survive above the impact of the south tower mm-hmm. um and kind of it talked about uh, how he decided to get to which staircase because in the end staircase c and b because he was still able to, to survive after the impact uh was like blocked off and if he had gone those ways he would have most likely died staircase a on the other hand was free and he felt this kind of like push on the right shoulder to go there even though he was saying oh, okay so, so they're like staircase. adding some sort of yeah.
0: spiritual like
1: yeah was helping him and when well and that's not the only thing because when he went down staircase a he found someone um named stanley and like was able to gam out of the wreckage because Stanley was under some wreckage, and they were able to make it out of the building. Nice. So. Um,
0: yeah, there've been a lot of stories about nine eleven and specific people, like the guy who didn't end up going that day to work because of right, uh, yeah. having a doctor's appointment or something. And then, uh, there was one guy who, like, ran down and, like, took a Snapple or something so he'd be able to breathe, like, the yeah, drink. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, th- there have been a couple of stories like that. And so, what did they end it with? What was the last story that they went
1: with? Uh, the last story was an escape from Alcatraz story. Um, I think that one's probably known, except I didn't really know about it. A guy named... It's like a movie, but yeah. Frank, well, yeah. <laughs> a guy named, um, Frank Morris. And some of these people named the Angling Brothers. And originally, this guy named, um... Alan west were supposed to kind of escape from alcatraz but alan west ended up staying behind because he was too scared to you know go and they've explained with alcatraz it wasn't really torture in the sense of what we think of like actual physical torture it was psychological because you could smell like the chocolate and the parties that were being like had in um on the boats and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you could hear like all the like you know fun that people were having outside while they were stuck inside there. Um, so it was just kind of this full on story about how Frank Morris and, uh, these brothers, John and Clarence Anglin, uh, just decided to try and leave and they were able to, but there's just a lot of speculation as to when they got to the water, um, if they survived or not. And they actually interviewed one of the uh, the nephews of the Anglin brothers and they, and he has some strong, um, feelings that they're still alive because, his grandmother was receiving gifts from a Joe and Jerry, but his grandmother didn't know a Joe and Jerry. And so he's pretty sure that was them. And when his grandmother sadly died, um, these two people who were dressed as women went to the uh, funeral, didn't speak to anyone, and then left. And he was okay. pretty sure that I was I mean, them. was
0: the story presented in a way that made you think, okay, I believe this? Or were you skeptical the entire way?
1: I mean, uh, kind of in the middle. Like, I'm always kind of skeptical when like you're talking about people who direct family members it sounds like yeah because
0: those can be inconsistent with what actually happens and their beliefs are obviously going to lend towards people surviving and and this
1: one definitely heightened it up because they were talking about again spirituality just in terms of like these waters were incredibly roaring but Mm -hmm. they were able to make it through because some indian like tribe was living there native american tribe was living there before alcatraz and like maybe they were possibly helping them so but that's how they ended it
0: yeah so was there on a scale of melodrama like a ton of melodrama throughout the entire episode or did they kind of um, because it didn't sound like there were too many mysteries that they actually had to solve in this one
1: well it depended on the story because again the Alcatraz story yeah they ended up on spirituality I'd say that was probably the most melodramatic or actually sorry the the 11 one probably was but then again they spoke to the actual person Brian Clark who was working there who so. feels that they were had a I don't know what are uh, they called a, like an event with an angel or yeah, something yeah. yeah and uh in terms of like just a show that's kind of dealing with near-death experiences and um how people can maybe explain them yeah, i found it interesting enough
0: mm-hmm. well this show is called the unexplained with the x instead of an ex yeah in the title so you're it's not, a capital x yeah it's a capital x you're not exposed to com- supposed to confuse it with um the 1996 to 2000 series that was uh, hosted by Bill Curtis for a while the guy from NPR now Oh yeah. Um, wait wait don't tell me Uh, that was also a paranormal series and it's tagline was the program features various mysteries paranormal psychic phenomena and other topics that are considered to be unexplained so again (laughs) it sounds very similar to this series so this isn't like a remake or anything like that no it's not but we'll get into remakes in a second because it's funny you bring that up but there was one episode in that unexplained uh series that concentrated on a storyline where a chicago man whose fascination with star trek universe uh <laughs> prompted him to transform his own life by leaving his marriage and family and taking a higher calling to become the leader of an international federation of trekkers who are star trek fans <laughs> yeah, obviously course, yeah so it's ironic that now we have William Shatner hosting a show that's titled the same as what that's happened that's this that's year. Story, yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to go further upon that idea. There was a show in the 70s that was also aired on this type of channel that was called In Search Of, and that ran from 1977 to 1982. And actually has a fairly high IMDb rating. Uh, it has a 86 Wow, that is. Did they say how many reviews that had? Eh, like 500 or something. Oh, okay. Um, so, its tagline was unsolved mysteries and things Defi- that defy explanation. So, that was one of the first shows that really went into nonfiction. All of these are considered nonfiction, even though the experts that they're talking to and the. Uh, they're definitely adding a yeah
1: yeah a sense of like uh dramaticness to it, like man. realness that may not actually
0: be there. Yeah. They're presenting everything as a fact, even though some things aren't. Yeah yeah. And they're trying they to mix stretch, it and create like a false a equivalency between those things. Yeah yeah. So Rod Serling was supposed to be the person who hosted <laughs> this show at the time, but he passed away, and they actually had Leonard Nimoy be the host oh, of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they rebooted the show in two thousand eighteen. And do you want to guess who the host is now? I uh, do no. Take a real big guess. We're talking Star Trek Universe, Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner. It's been rebooted in 2018.
1: I feel like whoever you're about to say is not... Zachary Quinto yeah, that was, yeah, okay. is
0: now the host of that program because, of course, he is. <laughs> and it now has, a I think, a 5.8. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's sad, but it, yeah. It's not gotten the best reviews the way they presented or won the first episode i'll just read the synopsis of that it says zach sets out to discover whether aliens exist and what evidence we have to prove it he meets with several who say that they have encountered extraterrestrial life a man who has been abducted by aliens several times since childhood a man who claims to have extracted an alien implant and a woman who shows zach what it feels like to be abducted into a spacecraft now, in a way, I sort of want to see that episode. But at the same time, I also have the question, where is Chris Pine in all this? Like, why has he Probably not capitalized? Doing actual movies. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we have a ton of TV shows that just kind of copy each other.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and this one, again, it's not, like, too original. Right? Yeah.
0: And we haven't even talked about things like uh, Dark Matters with John Noble. Yeah, i tend heard to like that, the, yeah. sh- put someone who's kind of elderly but who has like a very long background in like sci-fi type things and then have them host. And it reminds me a lot of how we do um, documentary series, science documentaries. Yeah. We usually put like an old scientist guy in front of it. You got David Attenborough. You have, well, I guess uh, Morgan Freeman doesn't count. But you have all these shows in the same universe that are usually what much more acclaimed than any paranormal show. Yeah. Things like Cosmos, the Universe, Planet Through Earth, Life, yeah, yeah, uh, and the the difference is kind of staggering when you say if you spent your time actually learning from those programs versus sitting and watching <laughs> some of these all day. I guess these are more just for entertainment. Well, so. I
1: mean, yeah, in terms of factuality, I'd say that like the Houdini one, you could probably learn some actual stuff from. But when it comes to like the nine eleven story, you're probably not going to learn too much there yeah probably not but
0: people like to hear about it oh yeah especially since 9-11 has a ton of conspiracy behind like people talking and conspiracy theorists yeah but i don't know how much the history channel wants to i don't know propel that yeah it was a
1: (laughs) strange it was a strange choice to choose that story because you know whenever you're going to choose something that controversial you have to make sure to present it in such a way where it's not you know
0: you don't want people taking them too seriously yeah or yeah um Overall, though, uh, you would say that this... Would you watch another episode?
1: No. <laughs>
0: really? How long was it?
1: Uh, it was 42 minutes. If this was like a 20-minute show, then, yeah, I could see myself maybe. But, you know, it was it was definitely long. They had a lot of things that were, like, cheesy to it. And every single time before they went to commercial break, it was always like, coming up. And then they give away, like, the most interesting thing about the story. And I was like, well, I want to see that. You know, I don't want to. Huh. So, yeah, the escape
0: idea greatest escapes it feels like they could have done other ones too like db cooper
1: oh yeah yeah like there's tons of famous ones that they can draw upon but again i think that they probably wanted to choose some ones that weren't as known about so that like they they bought attention to it but yeah yeah yeah
0: all right well that i think does it for a review for the unexplained if you want to check
1: it out then and you have the History Channel. Does it say how many episodes it runs for each Okay, season? so, yeah.
0: In the first season, we had eight episodes of this. And then season two looked like they were going to have eight episodes, but they just started up again. And they're still considered season two. So, I guess they just took a hiatus or break in the middle of their season. Yeah, and like a mid-season. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's going to be just however... More long. episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how they can sometimes fish out multiple seasons in one year. Yeah. Some of these, but... <laughs> yeah. Do you think they actually have to be on site to film a lot of these or do the recreations happen enough where they could probably do the COVID-19 without bringing people back onto set?
1: It depends because William Shatner, you did see on set in front of like a green screen and stuff like that. But in terms of the reenactments, it seemed like they could probably do it with the COVID-19 thing going on still. They probably have a
0: backlog. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I don't think you're going to be running out of these episodes anytime soon. Probably not. Yeah. Join us next time on today's episode. Hope you like this one. Bye. Bye.